dangers of tripping on time. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! This tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 Hello and welcome. Saturday, April 25th, 2020. This is considered episode 196 of the Hotbox. My name is Matt. Joining me through the magical power of Discord, we got a whole bunch of people. Uh, start off top left, Grand Engine. How's it going, man? What's going on, everybody? Not too bad. How about yourself, Matt? Good, good. Good to be here with you guys doing doing the show again. It's been a while. It's good to have a, a new platform with some new people to interact with and uh, get it done. So uh, also, Tooth. Tooth Sweet, you guys probably yep. know who he is if you hang out around the Discord. He's kind of our our Jamie, if you will. He's got he's got the the documents. He's got the mixing. He's got the video. He's gonna kind of taking a dab by the way. Handle all that stuff for us. So uh, what's up, Tooth? What's up, everyone? Glad to be a part of this. Everyone seems to show a decent amount of interest in it, so I'm happy about that. Get some more people into the server. Get some giveaways going. Cool. Speaking of giveaways, what do we have uh, going on right now on the Instagram, Matt? Ooh, first, first up, we got this little little bad boy right here, Chappelle Glass. Uh, if you check out Hotbox Daughter, if you check out uh, my Instagram, and I think we threw it in the Hotbox uh, channel here. Uh, everyone in Discord that joins us for this show automatically gets an entry. And then if you're on Instagram, uh, there's a few other things you can do there to get some extra entries. I also limited it because I know how some of y'all like to go crazy comment tagging people and getting like a thousand <laughs> entries. And I know some of you said that you don't use Instagram, which I find that hard to believe, but okay. Uh, and so we limit it to three and that kind of make it fair for everyone else. So um, we're going to give this away. I'm tossing in a little, a little low pro adapter there, so it'll work for a 10 or a 14, whatever you got. And Chappelle Glass, make sure you give him a follow. He makes some cool stuff. And uh, that yeah. is a cool little rig, little little jammer. Got some nice opals on there. Couple nice opals. Some nice. I'm jealous. I'm not gonna lie. Not bad. Uh, you can check out the podcast. We're going to do this as audio and video. Tooth's going to edit down the video for YouTube, and then we'll have the podcast MP3 up on Hotbox.Earth. Uh, you can check it out there. There's a podcast feed you can subscribe to. So if you use like Beyond Pod or Podcast Addict or any other podcast app, you would take that link, put it in, and it'll automatically get the shows uh, every time they come out. And if you have any questions, and definitely holler at us in the uh, Discord. We'll be happy to help you. And for those of you listening on other platforms, there is a Discord, which is a community of dabbers who come together in video and voice chat and text chat that we are recording this on, and they get to come watch our show live. Well, and that's probably a good spot to start. Uh, since Tooth is pretty much going to be a lot of behind the scenes, we should get him on first. Uh, just tell us, like, you're one of the mods here in the Discord. Like, how'd you find the subreddit? Give us a little background, and then we'll let you mute your mic again and get back to your, your video <laughs> switching. And then we'll also be reading uh, anything you guys type in the chat. Uh, we can read it also on the show, so you can kind of participate that way. All right, so I guess I'll get us started here. So, yeah, I kind of just found the subreddit well, but like I've subscribed to a million subreddits, but just kind of stumbled upon it when I first started partaking in dabs. 
Um, and then over the years, just voice chats and everything kind of evolved, and I started using Discord a lot. And then I noticed that the Dabs server had a Discord, so I had joined that. Um, when I joined, it was just kind of fresh start. Weren't too many channels, wasn't too much activity. And then Grand and the server owner, Urban, decided to bring me on as a mod. And we just kind of went from there, slowly kept growing and growing. Um, I think we have a great community now, lots of people involved. We can do stuff like this, giveaways, etc. Um, pretty going back, chill community. Going back to when you first joined, what was, uh, what was your first rig or first smoking device you had when you first joined? Uh, I just had this, actually, let me think about this. I still was using my RDA. So what I used to use for just nicotine vaping, just kind of converted it to vaporize off coils. Yeah, and I hope you bad. feel bad about yourself. Yeah, but that's where everybody started back then, because there were no, like, real, like, yo, this is made specifically for weed. Everyone was like, how can I mix this with my tobacco vape and, like, make it work and shit? I remember that, like, when tobacco vapes, like, first started and everybody was trying to figure out how to do it correctly. Like, they were using, like, almost hash or something like that and sticking it in there and trying to heat it up at first, which I think is where concentrates there was a couple companies too that were making like mixtures it was i forget the name of them but like you could way back then they came with like a stirrer and a cartridge and then this little like eyedropper vial and the idea was you were supposed (laughs) to take your shatter put it in the little thing and then take some drops of the liquidizer mix it up and then put that into the cart that they said it was super i remember them saying that probably I never did it, have you? Yeah, I messed with them. I used to do like a lot of reviews of this stuff because uh, like my first job was in Washington Medical when all of this like cart stuff was happening. Like we were under NDAs, we couldn't talk about what we were doing, how we were doing it. Um, but we had like the best carts in the game. We were doing a lot of processing, white labeling for other companies. So no one really knew we existed, but everyone knew of the companies whose stuff like they came and got from us which was kind of funny but like we were never allowed to talk about like oh this is how distillate's made and this is this is how you change viscosities and all that kind of shit but obviously i don't work there anymore so i can talk all about it but yeah hot rock says um i think some of that shit has vitamin e in it no did it have vitamin e in it not back then um what we were doing was specifically using different uh artificial terpene profiles so i say artificial because the terpenes themselves did not come from cannabis but they were uh, a molecule of a terpene is the same as a molecule of a terpene like if you have uh myrcene for example um the myrcene you get from weed is the same myrcene you get from any other plant it just has different amounts of it so what they were doing was taking the terpenes out of other plants which had the terpenes that they wanted in much higher volumes as weed had so you could extract like 10 pounds of weed and get a drop or you could extract five pounds of this other plant and get like a gallon so they would do that get all of the terpenes and then they had uh, hplcs that they were getting because they were also a testing lab so they were getting terpene profiles from everyone that did testing through them and they would take the real popular ones and mimic the terpene profiles using their, their chemistry and their, their uh, other terpenes. 
and uh, that's where we get the fake terpene kind of from even though it's not really yeah, fake yeah it's not fake it's fake in in the terms that it's not coming cannabinoid from cannabis. driven yeah it's coming from like lavender or oranges or something else but the right. the okay. important thing is that when you're making your mixtures and your profiles you get them at the right levels because terpenes uh they can be pretty irritating in higher levels so if you don't know what you're doing or you get carts that are just cut to shit with terps. Like it'll give you that burning right. throat feeling. It'll give you some swollen uh, glands happening. It's just a real unpleasant experience. People trying to make it taste good. Well, I feel like we're getting a little bit off track yeah, though, sorry, but dude, back to you. Um, so what was your first impression of the server when you joined? I it was very small was. back then. I, I thought I was, cause I started actually working with urban and trying to build up the server. That's why I came on. I uh, it was small compared to what we have now. I mean, like now we've we've grown beyond what I thought capable of in this particular server when I first got here because it was like a very niche community. It was still really chill. Um, I think most servers when they're still really small have a more chill vibe than once they start expanding uh, to a certain point. Like for example, just r slash trees discord. It got so big that it just became just a shit show. Like the chat is flying all the time. You can't keep up with anything. Everyone's having five conversations at once. Um, whereas ours is still, it's big, but it's not oversized yet. You know, right. It's not overpopulated. Okay. And we're at what? 35 K for members in the subreddit. 35.7 says. Yes. Yes. And then we're at about five, almost 600 people in the discord that's pretty cool and that that's how i found this was through the subreddit i was like oh they have a discord yep yep and that uh urban posted that sticky post up there a while ago actually i think we've had it post quite a few but uh what do we have uh coming up in the show for the people so i'm i'm curious before we do that uh tooth like what's your weed background do you just like smoking it or do you work in the business or where like where's where's your weed connection coming at I've tried to get into the business multiple times. I actually had a job set up at a grow up for the longest time, and then they actually went under due to some investors backing out. Um, but I started smoking in like late high school when I think most people kind of start. Back then, it was just like teenager trying to get high, whatever. Um, and, <laughs> and then it just kind of slowly evolved. You know, went through some like mental issues, health issues, whatever. And at this point, I don't actually really smoke to get high or anything. Um, it's more of just like a tolerate life kind of deal. Right. Um, which I think there's a lot of people in the same boat as me on that as well. Um, and the only reason I went to concentrates in the first place was mostly just like cost savings and potency. Cause you get to a point where you're smoking so much flour that it's costing you $20 a day just to feel normal. And it's just like, it's, it's not economically stable. So. Right. Well, on that same note, what about you, Matt? What's I mean, you told us that you've uh, worked a little bit in the industry, but give yeah, us a little bit more uh, yeah. brief I, overview of what you've all done. I started out in Montana. I was doing like water store deliveries, and then I was doing this podcast uh, because Montana Medical was trying to get started, and there was a lot of opposition to that. Um, so we were like, hey, we should have a podcast. I had been doing The Jam Hole, which is a comedy show I started in 08. Um, for a while. So I had all the gear and everything and I had kind of the know-how of, of how to make a podcast work. Uh, so we started doing that, going to conferences and stuff. And uh, I ended up interviewing some weed scientists, which at that time was like a rare thing because 
it was very illegal still. So people right. didn't really like talking about, you know, oh yeah, I have all these machines and this shit, you know? So it was, it was pretty hush hush, but uh, I interviewed a couple weed scientists and then like a couple years later, uh, I saw one of them post on Facebook and she was like, Hey, I need, I need another set of hands in my lab in Washington. And I was like, Hey, I'll come wash dishes for you. Ha ha. <laughs> like jokey joke. And then like, right. a, like six months later, she's like, do you want a job? And I was like, uh, do you want yes, yes, yeah, I, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I'll wash dishes in a lab. <laughs> and yeah, moved, quit my job there, put in my two weeks, moved everything to Washington and then started working there. Uh, once rec came into the game, their medical ended, they laid off everyone that was working on the, on the medical side, just kept the rec side. So I ended up getting a job for a magazine, uh, cannabis journal we were covering a lot of business cannabis stuff there in uh washington uh, and from that just going to conferences covering all of this stuff and all these businesses kind of gave me a lot of connections so i ended up moving to oregon which is where i'm at now and uh, got a job with a farm here that was doing a lot of crumble a lot of their own grows i uh, did all their menus for uh, like weed maps and shit for them and then i uh, did some of their social media and then i got hooked up with this uh, other spot where i'm at now and uh, yeah the rest is history. Right, right. That sounds like some fun. Yeah, it was definitely like a shot in the dark. Like, are you joking? Do you really want me to move my life and like go work in weed? <laughs> like people right. are going to jail for that still. Is this cool? And yeah, right. like, I've been smoking this, since is, I was like, real life? since I was younger. So it was definitely one of those things where it's like, I know weed is not what they say it is. Like, I, right. I, I'm smart enough to, to make my own choices when it comes to that. And then just seeing kind of what it's turned into, it's been pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely has changed since I was younger. And what about you? Where'd you, how'd you get it, get into all this? Uh, I actually didn't start smoking until like I was 17 ish. And pretty much, I was a uh, rambunctious child, to say the least. I uh, was all over the place, just doing stupid shit. And uh, when I started smoking, it literally just made me a calmer person. So pretty much ever since I first started smoking, I was just like, oh, we just makes me a better, more well-rounded person. And uh, we come to kind of went out like that. Like that's everyone has that endocannabinoid system in them, and we call that having it primed. Like we've been going for so many centuries without it, and our systems have kind of evolved away from it. And now we're able to put all of this, like these cannibal can, cannabinoids. There we go, back into us, back in. and then like it, it just it raises the quality of life for so many people. It's it's crazy to see that like y'all have been missing out on this for so long. Well, even so, uh, like I, all the recreational stuff when I was younger happened, and uh, later on in life, I actually started having uh, what we thought were seizures. So I would have a seizure twice a week to the point where I would completely fall unconscious, and uh, you know that whole deal. Uh, so that went on for about a year and a half. Uh, I had my child at that point in time, my first child, and the doctor actually told me that I couldn't hold him without like being sitting down or something like that. And I was off work for about a year. And uh, one night I was hanging out with my friends and uh, they were dabbing. So we were sitting there dabbing up and stuff like that. And I had a beer. And usually when I had a beer, uh, something would happen. I would have an episode or something like that. Well, that night when we were just taking dab after dab, nothing happened. So my wife was actually the one who said to me, you know, last night when you guys were dabbing, you drank a beer and absolutely nothing happened. It's now been two years that I've been dabbing, and I've, well, over two years that I've been dabbing, but I've been two years seizure-free. That's, That's cool. Dabbing. See, so your system was missing something. You gave it 
something that it was missing and things leveled out. Yeah, it seemed, I don't, they it, come to find out later on, they think it was uh, stress induced. So I would just have like an anxiety attack to the point where I would just pretty much seize out, which makes sense because yeah. uh, like I would, I was in the hospital for weeks at a time, hooked up to like stuff and nothing would happen. And then something would happen like right after I get out. That's crazy. That's definitely a story you hear a lot of uh, in like medical cannabis is like people know somebody that had seizures, seizures, and that changed their mind over it because everyone was so against it. But the second that person that's against it knows somebody that it has positively helped, like they completely changed their mind more than like throwing facts at them could ever do. Like they have to experience right. it for themselves. And that's yeah. definitely like the story I hear a lot is seizures. Like it helps with epilepsy, it helps with other seizures. Uh, like Pockrock said in the chat, shout out little girl Charlotte that Charlotte's web was named after. Uh, she, passed, oh, yeah. she passed a little while ago, but yeah, definitely. Oh really? Was, I didn't know that. It's kind of like a, a weird roundabout thing, but because of all the lies that the government had put forth against cannabis, the only way the people were able to get it in the hands of people that needed it was to say, look, it's helping the kids. Do you want this child to suffer? And that sucks. Like that definitely sucks having to use kids as like, we're legalizing it because of the kids and stuff. But like they do the same thing. They're like, Oh, you can't have this because of the kids. So it was interesting to see like how the tables turn there. And like all of these people, these parents with these kids that had like crazy seizures, like way worse than what my girl has way worse than what you had. I'm sure like just constantly. And then you put a few drops of like RSO back then or whatever. And, and they like, were just done like completely fine. Yep. Yeah. Give I've seen the videos like needs. that. They're nuts. And no, mine was, I mean, I, I never had anything happen like that at all. That's like insane miracle type shit. Like the stuff you see at late night TV with some guy trying to get money. You buy my snake oil. Yeah. And it's kind of getting back to that point right now. Like I work in, in hemp and stuff these days and it, you do see a lot of that where it's like, Oh, eat these 10 milligram gummies and shit. It's like, well, CBD is really only going to do anything at like 500 to 800 milligrams. Your 10 milligram right. gummies for $50 are pretty much snake oil, which isn't to say CBD is, but the dose is what really makes the difference there. Right, yeah, you might have a little bit of CBD in here, but it's just negligible. Yeah, literally, your ten gram, your ten milligrams is doing absolutely nothing. You might as well be smoking a joint. <laughs> you might as well be smoking catnip. <laughs> don't don't, <laughs> don't smoke catnip, kids. Don't smoke catnip, guys. Uh, cool. So Spice that that gives us it. a nice like foundation: who we are, where we kind of come from, why you guys want to maybe listen to us. Um, oh, I'm itching for a dab. Is it dab time? Yeah. Dab, I'll okay. kind of, I'll mention the contest again. Check out uh, Instagram at the Jam Hole. There, uh, you'll see the post. We're giving this away with a little ten to fourteen adapter made by Chappelle Glass. And then I'll show you guys while he's dabbing. I mentioned we're gonna do a giveaway just for the Discord because I know a lot of people are like, ah, oh, fuck Instagram. But uh, I think for the Discord, we're gonna try and give away this. I don't know if you guys are into. A recycler oh, like this. Sick. It's got a little UV in the bridges, marble, signature marble by uh, Shauna Glass Girls, who made it. Um, yeah, it was one I got for my birthday a long time ago, and I have a glass shop now, so I don't really use this one, and I think it could go to a really good home that someone would really appreciate. 
So not gonna lie, if I could win that, I would totally fix it. So I would. That's an <laughs> awesome rig. I will make Beautiful sure he doesn't piece. do that, you guys. <laughs> I, I can't win it. Like literally, that's part of my job is I cannot win any of these. I hope you guys all know that. It's his cross to bear. God, yeah. that thing's so pretty though. Uh, when we're done with the Chappelle glass giveaway, I'll, I'll have some pictures and stuff up on Instagram and up on uh, Hotbox Hotbox You guys can check it out. Drop my dab right now. So you know, you're uh, you're taking a dab. I notice you have water in your rig. Interesting. I do. Interesting. Okay. It, I have, it's interesting. Uh, it seems like a normal thing to me. I have a rig here. Can you do this with your rig? Uh, this one maybe. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Does that mean I have to take a dry dab? <laughs> uh, you don't have to, but that was definitely something that came up in a conversation that people want us to talk about. Uh, water, <sighs> water in rigs, water temperature, all that stuff plays into the smoke and what's going to recondense out of that smoke into your rig or stay in the vapor or the smoke and make its way into your lungs where it works its magic. Um, so you may or may not know uh, cannabinoids will recondense at cold temperatures. So if you have ice cubes or a really cold water in your rig, that vapor with all those cannabinoids and terpenes, it's going to go through that water. It's going to get cold. And some of those cannabinoids are going to crash back out of the vapor. And that's what you see reclaim. You can test this at home. If you have a rig with hot water and a rig with like ice cold water, like it's gotta be cold, but really cold water, take a dab through each and then check out the reclaim amounts. You'll definitely see more in the cold rig compared to the warm rig. Now, no water at all. I have some feelings about this. I feel like it started out as a troll on Instagram uh, from this cat named Function Vids who was going around to people that had like these ten dollars to $20,000 rigs, like these bassos, um, these gongs, real expensive rigs, and being like, you really have to appreciate the function without water in it to truly get to know and appreciate your rig. And so he's got all these videos of these like high dollar, like really expensive shit. Like we'll never own. I don't know about you guys. Shit. I'll never, (laughs) never own just super crazy expensive rigs. And these people just ripping them with like no water in it. He got to the point where he had a contrabaso make him a Sherlock dry piece that fit a banger in it. And then he would take (laughs) that out to his, uh, different things he would go to and people would dab that thing dry. <coughs> so oh yeah i uh there was the video that you uh, actually showed us too could you oh yeah. wait no no he couldn't he can't because uh you're his follower on instagram but yeah you showed me that piece oh, that was yeah, pretty cool it seems account. like it would really hurt but on the topic of hot water i am a big fan of hot water i often take hot water i have asthma as well that's why i smoke dabs other than i kind of have to for medication wise but Flour just destroys my lungs, but hot dabs. Oh, it's just like a nice warm cup of tea. So you prefer that compared to cold water in your rig? I do. I used to do like cold water with ice cubes and all that, like back when I didn't really know a lot, but the hot water, if you try and obviously don't use hot enough water to break your rig or warm up your rig slowly, do not get it cold and then put it to hot right away. That's how you snap your rigs. But the hot water, just a little steamy. Oh, it's so smooth. Especially when I'm sick or something like that. I'll do that all day long. 
That's, just so I can dab. That's funny. When I used to review stuff, a uh, company, I think Zeus is what it was called, but they sent me this thing. It was like a cup, and it had a tube that went in it, and the idea was you're supposed to fill up the cup with some water, put it in the freezer, and that would pre-freeze the cup, and then when you were ready for your dab or for your bong rips or whatever, you'd take it out, you'd hook it up into into the rig with hoses and shit. And I'll tell you, I started to make my review video and like I could not take a dab through it because it was so cold and the tubes were not super wide in diameter. It mm. immediately clogged. And I was like, what am I doing? And this was before I really like understood how like recondensing works and all that shit. So I'm like, why is this not working? Just <laughs> and, instantly clogging up. And like, I, see, that's yeah, that, that's so my thought bad. with the no water is won't it just like stick to all of the glass? instantly if your glass is cold if it's not and i don't know if you can really see this i took one dry dab out of this during the uh, test yesterday but there's not a lot of reclaim in it i mean it wasn't a giant dab because i use knots because i'm a civilized gentleman but i it, use uh, knots that's disgusting <laughs> So you're a fan of knots. Can we show that to the people I and do. see what you're talking about? Jira Diamond Knots, baby. This is my daily. Unless I'm taking like big dabs or if I'm dabbing like isolates or powders, stuff like that, then I'll use a banger because it's really hard to get isolate on, on the knot unless you just salt shake it in, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But, uh, I, I prefer them. Uh, it probably goes back to like when I was into gaming a lot and like you're waiting for a match to load. You don't have time to heat a banger, wait for it to cool, then take your five or six or seven hits out of it. So I was using these because I could just heat them, rip a dab, and then be done. And this was like before I had the peak or anything. So it, I, I know a lot quicker. of people like the hot dabs too. I don't like them without water. <laughs> I can tolerate them. I did a lot when I first got my peak because I was traveling a lot. And so I would not put water in my attachment. Just be, uh, yeah, because out of necessity. Yeah. Like when you're in a car, spilling this water is like the last thing you want to have happen in the car. And like <laughs> my always, my, my concern was always that like, oh, I'm going to get pulled over. This asshole's going to like look and see this thing. So like I always had it empty and my bag there just in case. <laughs> like right. I had to stash it or something, which turns out they don't really give a shit around here at least. <laughs> but I've, I've always been a water bong fan. Yeah, and I think that's where it came up initially was that uh, I think it was a post on the subreddit, but they were saying like, we're all from the bong era where you smoke water bongs and bubblers and everything has water in it. So when dabs came on the scene, people just kept putting water in it. Now, some people also say you should use water with your dabs because uh, the fat content in the oil the uh, water will help filter some of that out. And if you do so it, it doesn't if, hit your lungs. Yeah. If you rip it dry, you could really hurt. And I mean, it's got, you got to do that a lot. I feel like I'm not a doctor by any means, but I feel like you got to do that quite a bit to really hurt yourself or have like some sort of pre existing condition. But ever since I right. heard that, I always try to dab with some water in it. I mean, a peak dab here and there isn't going to kill you, but just, I don't want to be inhaling like fats and lipids and shit in my dad. Right. I feel like just the tiniest bit of cooling should be needed too. I mean, I know you're only dabbing at like four or five hundred degrees, but that is four or five hundred degrees. I mean, that's pretty hot. 
you obviously yeah. can't touch it with your fucking hands. Yeah, and obviously the vapor cools down more, but it definitely still stays fairly warm. But again, the more you cool down that vapor, the more cannabinoids you're going to lose. If you're not getting high from your dabs, you can either try and switch strains or try and put some warmer water in your rig because you might be getting out some of those minor cannabinoids that you need to produce a more fuller effect. I'm a big fan of switching strains. I actually work for a dispensary, and uh, I get a weekly smoke. <laughs> and uh, they often have uh, a lot of different 5 for 100 deals. Like, I've got some Mac 1, Mother's Milk, and AK-47 right now. Just switching up between those even three, I say completely fine. Yeah, and Pockrock in the chat says, uh, I should start putting distilled water in my rig bong. Never have, but it makes sense. And really, the, the main reason to use that is so you don't get calcium buildup on your, like if you have clear glass and you leave non-distilled water, tap water that hasn't gone through like a, a RO system or a soft water system like just raw tap water it has a lot of minerals in it and the longer you leave water in your rig the more those minerals are going to like form on the glass and then you have to use something like clr to get that shit out of there uh, oh, it's no really, way. I mean, it doesn't matter, but if, if you want to like, if you have an expensive piece and you don't want it to get that like shitty calcified haze on it, you definitely want to use uh distilled. Uh, other than that, it doesn't really matter unless you're drinking yeah, I mean, it, just, then it matters. <laughs> distilled does have a lot of like, it's all purified, isn't it? Like, like yeah, distilled, all... like you're, you're heating the water up into steam. And when, when water is a liquid, it can hold things in it basically it's super easy explanation it can hold shit in it. when Science it's, when it's gas when it's a vapor it can't hold shit in it so it deposits whatever it had as it's moving up the vapor path and then you're cooling it just like regular distillation you're cooling it and then it's turning back into water without the stuff that it initally had in it cleaning it like chemically almost Kind of, yeah. You're just you're at literally, a chemical it's, level, it's, atom level. It's the same way people do extractions, like uh, butane, for example. Butane can't extract in a gas form; it has to be liquid. So the whole way a closed loop extraction works is by taking liquid butane, running that through the plant material. It then picks up the cannabinoids and terpenes. Then you turn it into a gas into your collection pot, where it releases the cannabinoids and terpenes, goes back through your pump, and back into your tank. So it's same idea, right. same idea. It just, as a gas, it can't hold stuff in it, basically. So this dry dabs has me wondering. Okay. Here, I'm going to take one. Oh, okay. Like I told everybody, I would. You go, I'll, you I'm go first. You go first, and then I'll follow you up. I'll follow me up. <laughs> this is a custom piece by uh, Glass Tribe from Instagram. Nice. Now might be a good time to mention the sponsor, too. The Discord chat actually has its own sponsor um, that does some glass stuff over at Glary's. Gary's Gary's Glass Adventure, so definitely check that shit out. There's a channel there; you guys can see it. I actually use his ruby pearls. So that's what these are. They're actual ruby pearls. They're only like five or six bucks, but they're fucking awesome. Glass. They are insane. Chat's gonna point out every misspoken word I speak tonight. <laughs> and if you use the code R slash Dab seven one zero, you'll get ten percent off, and you'll also uh, help out the Discord. Yeah, so do that. <clears throat> um. 
a lot of uh, other stuff like I've kind of been seeing that people want us to talk about uh, besides the water thing, uh, different differences in consistencies and extracts that, that you see out there. Um, a friend of mine explained it to me like this. It's all eggs. You can make eggs a hundred different ways. Those different ways are just in how you cook them. So like your live resin, diamonds, sauce, Bras and bat, it's all the same shit. It's all eggs. It's all cannabinoids. It's all terpenes. Those are your eggs. Um, yes. How you extract them and then how you finish them, purging, cooking them, that's going to give you your different consistencies. So. so I can definitely give a lot of insight on this. I'm not a um, solvent extract artist, but I did a little bit of rosin myself. And obviously, I picked up a lot of knowledge from the Discord and all of you guys talking with me. But let me finish this tab, and I can actually shed a lot of light on that. There, it it is a lot like what you said, though. It's it's all concentrate. The only difference I will say is like live resin is different than resin, and rosin is different than resin, and live rosin is different than you know right. Vice but versa. different, different. How it's still cannabinoids and it's still terpenes. It's just I, a different form of them. You're not molecularly changing them into other things unless you're doing actual reactions. Aren't you getting more extraction out of the live process, though? You're getting a lot more of that cannabinoids? Well, yeah, you, there's, there's a give and take of yield versus color and purity, I guess. So you can do super, super, super cold extractions and just get out terpenes. You can then lower the temp a little bit. Still super, super cold, like negative 80 degrees uh, like pretty cold, right? Uh, and then you'll get some cannabinoids. But if you want to get all of the cannabinoids out to where you're leaving behind like a couple percent, then you want to go with a warmer solvent. But when you do that, you're also pulling out a lot of the non-essentials, a lot of the fats, waxes, uh, chlorophylls. If you're not careful, if you have too much water in your system, you'll pull out a lot right. of that. That's where you see like green RSO or green oil. It's just ethanol extraction that has too much water in it. The water pulls water solubles, which are sugars and uh, chlorophylls and shit, which are no bueno. You don't want to be smoking or dabbing that stuff. I mean, smoking, it's fine, obviously, when it's in flower form. But if you concentrate all that chlorophyll like into dab concentrations, it, it's though. so fucking gross. It's so <coughs> gross. <coughs> so a review on the waterless dab, it's not as bad as I thought. It's it's not. It really isn't. I mean, it's it's surprisingly cool actually because of the rush of air that's going through, like the zero resistance that's going through all of that. It's kind of cool, but it's it is a little bit harsher on your lungs. I'm not gonna lie, but it didn't kill me obviously, and I'm an asthmatic, so not my cup of tea though. I can see Matt's heating up his there. What are you uh, what are you dabbing on today, Matt? What strain you got? Same thing we dab on every day, Pinky. World domination. You're cutting out a little no, bit. Uh, this is some Stardog friend of mine made. It's kind of what I've been Ooh. dabbing on lately. So a little bit more on the whole wax concentrate consistency thing. It is kind of all the same. Um, there is a wax life cycle. We kind of like to call it here in the Discord. At least some of us do. Uh, I do. Um... Because it can start as any consistency. It can start as um, shatter, pull and snap, crumble, sugar, 
butter. It can start as any one of these consistencies, but it can also be changed into any one of those consistencies. But if a wax starts as shatter and you let it sit for a while, let the air get to it, it'll actually start to butter up. And as it starts to butter up and dry out a little bit more, it'll start to sugar up. Now, as it starts to sugar up, it'll start just becoming completely dry into like a crumble. And it'll follow that life cycle unless you intervene it. Like by heating it up or freezing it can help slow the life cycle. But freezing it also introduces a lot of water in there, which introduces more oxygen, which helps the process. So if you actually want to butter up your shatter, you can stick it in the freezer, bring it out, break it up, let it sit out, and then put it back in the freezer, bring it up, break it out, and let it sit out. And you can shatter it up in like less than a day or butter it up in less than a day. Another way to think about that is you're just adding energy into the system. So if you do that by heating it, by stirring it, any of that is adding energy to the system, which is going to cause that nucleation to start happening, which is going to cause all these other changes uh, to start happening. And it's just a natural process of it. If you leave shatter long enough, it will turn into sugar. Mm -hmm. It might like do processes really quick, quick and just instantly start you know, turning into sugar, but it will pretty much the THC and the terps will start separating naturally and creating diamonds and sauce almost. When that also depends, like you could just leave it out in the sun versus in a dark container and that's going to change how fast things oxidize and how fast the energy reactions happen. Which I want to talk a little bit about whipping rosin. I know that was actually a topic on uh, that people wanted us to talk about is whipping. Whip it good. When a problem comes along, you must whip it. I'm not see I don't when I made rosin I wanted it to be as clear as possible look like shatter I used to make rosin that was shatter like it was completely clear very consistent and you could hold it a little bit and it was very very tasty was this, but now these people are like whipping it up was this back when shatter mattered yeah I mean where I'm from in my dispensary shatter still matters which nice. bothers me I actually love crumble the best. I like a good shatter. If it's It's done right and the terps are trapped in the THCA crystal before they've gassed out, like it can be really good. I heard good shatter. You shouldn't be able to smell it, but you should be able to taste it because the terps should be locked into that uh, THCA crystalline structure so they can't get out. Right. Now, in your opinion, is there a difference between snap and pull and shatter? Well, yeah, shatter, when you do this, it should shatter. Snap and pull won't do that. Snap and pull, you can peel it off. You can more like silly putty, right? Shatter, So at room temperature, legit shatter will shatter when you tap it with your okay. finger, for sure. So shatter's glass to you. Yeah, that's why it's called shatter, bro. <laughs> right? <laughs> See, snap and pull passes for shatter around here, but snap yeah. and pull's really close to shatter. It's just little different consistency but it still looks like it and, and that's really, i think what really matters it's all just marketing as long as you guys remember that you'll be fine like any of this it's all marketing <clears throat> it's just it went from do you have weed do you have dabs yes or no to <laughs> i'm gonna need to look at your menu because i am a civilized sommelier con- connoisseur connoisseur and i i know what i like and I will not have anything that shatters, because to me, that does not matter. I no, will I'm have a- $100 grams of rosin. Oh, God. <laughs> I have done that before. I will not say I have not done that before, because I have, but I got it on sale. I only paid, like, $15 for it, my half. That's not bad. No, but it was space balls. It was uh, THCA crystals inside a ball of rosin. 
and it was all uh, rosin, the THC crystals too. So it was very, very tasty. But nice. I'm definitely turkey. like my my favorite consistency, and it's probably just because I dab off knots. But it's like just sauce, just not diamonds, just sand terps mixed up. A nice sauce. Batter's not yeah, bad no. too. Batter batter can be pretty good if if they whip that shit up, but not if there's distillate mixed into it. <laughs> like, don't cut your batter with disty, please. I've never had distillate, but I hear it's pretty good. It's it's not bad when it's done right. Again, it's a lot of it is made with like you would consider it like floor trimmings, I guess. Um, it's it's not if if the bud could have been used. Let's put it this way: if it could have been used to make something good, they would have made something good with it. Uh, because they can't, it's better than just throwing it away. And uh, if it's done right, you can get a really pure product that has no taste, no smell to it. And then what you do with that, usually edibles or carts, or some people just like to reintroduce terps, either uh, sauce terps or like we were talking about earlier, the artificial uh, food grade terps. Artificial terps. Food grade. Yeah, people right, call right. them food. They're food grade terps. They're not <laughs> artificial because they are real terpenes. <laughs> right. Right. Now, I actually... Uh, with my medical license, uh, I grow some plants as well. And my guy, I take my uh, flower to to make concentrate into. He always just ends up making kind of a diamond sauce, which is fucking amazing. But I, I asked him if like it was tricks that he could do, or if it was like certain flower types will produce like certain concentrate consistencies, and it's really all post processing. Well, so literally, it will be like. We want this to be shatter. We're going to do X with this and come out with shatter. Or we want this to be crumble. We're going to do X with it and it'll be crumble. You can do that to a point. If if it wants to bad enough, like it's going to. I mean, it's going to do what it wants to do. Like there's no stopping it. Time will eventually make it uh, a slab right. turn into butter unless it's stored airtight with like argon to replace the, the air, <laughs> the air like, so it doesn't oxidize uh, exactly exactly so it, it's right. going to do what it wants to do that being said as an extractor you can do a lot of things in your process if you know what to look for beforehand that will prevent some of that so if you know let's say for example if your shatter is coming out buttery a lot maybe you have too much moisture getting in so if you know that you know where you're at maybe you have some dehums going maybe then you also have a couple of molecular sieves in line that are going to pull that extra moisture out maybe you're going through another column that has some clays of sorts in it to get any more moisture out like you can do those things but also everything you do is going to have some effect on your end product unless you're like i don't even know if you can be like perfectly careful to where it's not because you're physically enacting change on the material so uh right it, it just depends i guess it's best to start out with like the best shit obviously it sounds stupid so it's mercy asking uh the hotbox uh, chat i wish there was a pressing temp guide that could tell you what consistency you will get at what temps and he added you, but I actually have a little bit of knowledge yeah, on this. I used to press some rosin. I'm not the but presser at all. <laughs> oh, you just know the chemical side? So on yeah. the rosin side, there is no guide because it's always different. Each batch of flour is going to be a different temperature, even if it's the same strain. That's why when you get batches and you have to do like test presses and find out what temperature and what pressure it likes and how to apply that pressure. So it's it's that's why there's no guide is because you can't make a guide. If you give somebody the same temperature, they're going to press it and get something dark. 
Well, yeah, something and that, it also like atmosphere. Like if if someone in Denver is riding the guide, shit's gonna be different for someone at sea level because of just yep. that elevation. Like all of that shit changes <laughs> this shit. I feel like even the humidity <laughs> might even play a part in it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Water's like a killer. One of the labs I used to work in, we had dehums constantly running because you didn't want any extra moisture in it. Um, other ones don't because the drier the air gets, the more prone sparks are to happen. So if you're working with flammable hydrocarbons, you maybe don't want a bunch of dehums rolling in that room because you may be increasing your spark uh, potential. Right, right. Below sea level. Where the hell do you live? In the Mojave Desert or something? No, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if you got a cat on subreddit from NorCal or uh, from Southern California talking to someone from Denver, like, and they're talking about, like, purging oven temps or something, like, they're totally different. Right, right. Huh. Oh, but yeah, and that's just where 50, it, it comes know. in. Like, you just got to know your shit. You got to know where you're at. You got to know your environment. You got to know what could be there to mess with your final product and then just kind of make make the appropriate changes. Right. Venter says Denver's at 5,200 feet and has dry air. New Orleans yeah. is at negative 63 feet and is 100% humidity. Yeah, that would be completely different atmospheres to press in. So the other question I uh, heard a bunch was like, what kind of gear do I need? A lot of people find the subreddit uh based on like Googling how to dab or how do I dab shit like that. Right. Real basic uh, questions. There is a fact that we can point people to uh, in the discord chat. It's just the, the fact channel there. So you can check that out. But like, what are your, like just the essentials? I, I have a little list because uh, we did a trip to Alaska once and we didn't bring anything. So when we landed, we had to round up everything we needed to make a dab possible. So it, it's a longer list than you might think because you take some of the shit you have just around your house for granted. But if you're starting from zero, like you're going to need some gear. Right. Um. Actually... I wish I would have uh, thought about this question more earlier because I have uh, what I call my PMS, my portable medication station. Nice. It is a box that is about this big that holds everything you need to take a dab. So you need some type of vessel to hold the nail away from you because you're obviously not going to hold the nail like this and take the dab like that. That would be sick. Don't any of you do Definitely that? Definitely possible. Video, I will smack you. Definitely possible. Not. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it either. Uh... Tooth, can you see if somebody has done that? It's... I I, I want to know if a man has done that, and if so, we need to make a statue of that man. Mouth to banger. I'm sure Matthias, <laughs> that kid, has probably done it. The kid that takes nose dabs. I bet he's done it. Yeah. What about that Pock Canadian that dabbed says, mustard? Pock Rock knows. You know that fool's done Pock that shit. Knows. I seen it. <laughs> I seen it. Oh, God. That Dead. sounds terrible. That's amazing. You need some type of vessel. You. A lot of people like American glass. That's fine. I have. Now I have all American, but there's nothing wrong with China glass. That being said, sometimes there is. It's kind of like a roll of the dice, but as long as it's some type of a vessel that will hold a banger, like a potato, Good. for example. I've seen people dab out of an apple, which is cool. You could by stick the, way. the banger between your knuckles and hit it like a, uh, what are those things <laughs> a called? A chillum? The joint things? Yeah. They have a name. I can't think of it right now. I'm stoned. Uh, a chillum. A chillum. Thank you. 
Thank you, Jamie. And, uh, based on my YouTube research here, it doesn't look as though anyone was stupid enough to take a mouth to banger down. No, they did. YouTube <laughs> just pulled it. <laughs> they, they didn't want that on their site. They're like, no, we're good, man. We're good, bro. Yeah. When I was in Washington, uh, there was a rec shop there I worked with a little bit. And uh, every now and then he would get his shipments in from like DHgate or whatever. And like every single time, at least two or three rigs out of the batch of that particular model that he would get had like cracks in it or just like chips in it or just something like super jank about them that you just couldn't use it. That being said, there was a percentage of shit that looked pretty clean also, but it is like if you're, unless you're ordering batches of them wholesale, I don't know what the chances are. You're going to get a good one. See, like, I've even had issues, like, with, like, a piece came broken, and it was, like, just a little crack. I had a skull one, and it was, like, a shape of a human skull, and there was a crack in the chin. They sent me a new one. I ended up fixing the other one with some silicone, which is disgusting now that I think about it, but um, with some silicone, and then I had two of them. So as long as you have a well-rated seller, you're probably okay, but, I mean, it's... I feel you can even have bad American glass. I mean, we can be snobby all we want all day, but we all know that we all started out smoking out of brass plumber pipe fittings and shit. You know, like we've smoked out of worse for sure. But it is I, I kind of like to because I where I live and stuff, there's a lot of glass artists here and I'm friends with a lot of them. So it's cool to be able to support their art and be able to put it on a sweet piece of glass and like have people buy it and like, hey, I just sent one of your rigs to fucking Canada the other day or like, oh, this cat in Florida just ordered one of your pieces. It's like helping them kind of get their art out. And then, you know, I get a kind of a cool collection to to play with while while I'm at it, too. But right. I See, definitely. One question, I, well, mm hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I definitely understand like getting into it and being like, how the fuck do people drop three to four to $500 on something they're just smoking out of? Like, it, it's definitely a, a niche thing. Like you can smoke just as fine and get just as high out of a fucking, you know, pop bottle that you stuck a hole in <laughs> with a fucking, you know, thing attached to it as somebody Which... else can out of like some functional glass art. It's just... Uh, right. PSA announcement, don't use aluminum cans. They have an inner plastic liner. So that's like cancer straight to the lungs, man. Damn, we used to do that a lot. <laughs> Pop cans probably, super popular here. It's probably why At I can't night. talk well tonight. So when you're older and you have lung cancer, you know why. Well, I'm almost 40. So far, so good. But yeah. I'm only like it's, 10 years behind it's you. It's coming. I, I do like the uh, the artists that make like glass pop cans. Like it looks like a crumpled a crumpled up pop can, but it's made out of glass and shit. Like a heady fucking Coca Cola. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty cool. I I I, I mean, th then you're starting to get the heady glass. But kind of getting back on track of what you need for a dab, I was actually going to say some type of cap for the banger. But with your diamond knot, you don't use a cap, do you? No, cap-free since 73, baby. You just take oh the dab and you just, just butter it like bread, just just like that. Now, see, when you use a cap, what you're doing inside of the banger is you're reducing the pressure to lower the vaporization point. So you're trying to pull more of the dab out. And I'm an insert man, which inserts you load up cold and then you drop it in. You're actually smoking the dab from the coldest temperature possible to the highest temperature. So you're getting all those delicate terpenes and THCs and all that flavorful stuff instead of just burning it and destroying maybe it. That's not what, maybe that's why you're not getting as high. Because you got oh, I'm, it. I'm you getting got plenty it. as high. Okay. I, but like... 
I wonder because how how much but, do you go through? And really, like when you make a vacuum like that in your banger, all you're really doing is making it what we call it in the lab. You bump. That's <laughs> when your shit goes from like nice and chill to like violent and it, like it bumps and then it makes a huge mess. But you're doing that on a small scale in the banger, and a lot of that oil is just going right down the neck. I don't know about well, inserts see, if it keeps it in there, but doing that's the vacuum is not the- always a good thing. Well, that's why I use the inserts with the pearl. The pearl just acts as a boiling chip. So you're actually helping the nucleation sites and keeping it from bumping as much. Okay. So it, you're actually, and obviously the pearl acts as a mechanical motion when it spins around, but... Uh, I feel like that's where it, it does most of its work, is like actually moving the oil onto spots of the banger that are still warmer because they haven't had oil put on them. Just same same idea as like a regular cap that just moves it with air. Like you're just moving that oil on parts of the banger that aren't as, uh, that, that aren't as cool. Like they're, yeah, they're still mean- hot because there's not a pile of dabs on it. Right, I feel like that's definitely a thing, but there's also those people who use like the uh, the I can't remember what they call the semispheres, like yeah. little gemstones that they just throw in their banger and sit in there, which they're cool as heck, but they're really really well. Expensive. That's just using different media that holds heat differently, right? So you're it's just still using giving it that a surface as area. heat, and but yeah, a little more surface area, I guess. See, do you think that is just as effective? I think they well, would that's, argue. That's would all be. the knot does. Like, it's just the way it's designed, like all the fins in here, it's just surface area. So as soon as your dab goes around the top, it soaks into it, and then it follows all of the surface area and vaporizes. But obviously you can't take like a half gram or a gram dab off of these things. You'll flood them out for sure, and then you'll just waste your dab. But I'm not doing right. that. So it's it's for me it's better because it's faster. I can like just take my dab and then go on to doing what I'm doing uh, without like having to heat up a bucket a bunch and then take like eight or nine pulls out of it. I don't like dabbing the tails of of my dab anyway. Like it, it tends to start tasting kind of funky. So like that one hit, maybe two pulls off it, perfect. Really? You see, I, I get nothing but amazing taste the entire way through my dab. Yeah, Deja Vu says, the gamer banger. That's basically, that's it. <laughs> it's either that or like the email. And I, I kind of like this better than the email because it's not just sitting there cooking all day, you know. And th- that's why I don't have ones because I have kids. So I just can't have a hot piece of things sitting around at all the times. With the torch, I just heat it up when I want it and then it's done and then I put all my stuff away. I don't have to have it sitting out and hot. Make the child put your stuff away. I say, child... Bring me my dab stuff. Bring daddy his dab stuff. And then when I'm done, I say, child, I am done dabbing. Put it away. Well, they're getting old enough now that I'm going to be taking it out in the garage soon because I don't want them. I mean, I I hate the stigma that's around it, but there is still a stigma around it. And if like you do that in front of your child, it's still very, very bad. And you don't want them... I mean, I want to uh, teach him that that's my medication. He knows not to touch anything of mine. Yeah. He, he's been he's been shown like this is dad's medication. You do not touch anything, and he never has. And he knows that. That's probably but a topic I, for a whole nother podcast. How how people right. approach that with their kids. Like for us, she's just we just are honest with her. We're like, yo, that's weed. We smoke it. Makes you feel better. You can smoke it when you're older if you want to, or if not, whatever. That's cool too. And like she just, see, she knows that yeah, it's I'm, not like a thing. It's when you make it a big deal, that's when it becomes a thing to them. And they're like, Ooh, I want this. But if it's just like another right. thing that's on the table that you're not allowed to touch anything on the table. So that's just another thing that you don't touch. Like it's not even a thing to them. Right. And it's, it's kind of different for me too, is cause I'm not like just doing it for recreational. I need to have some kind of medication in me to keep stable or 
Oh, yeah. Child knows to stay away from daddy's cocaine and oxys. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. No, I'm kidding. But, like, Uh, it it is in how you... I did not have that. No. (laughs) It is in how you teach them. We talked about that, actually, on, like, the old episodes of the Hotbox, like, when we were first getting started, uh, because the lady I was hosting it with had kids, and uh, she talked about how they present to their children being in a state that's really not that accepting of it. And it it is like, depending on where you live, you have to kind of act accordingly, unfortunately. Right. I mean, even where I'm at, it's legal recreational and medically, but I still keep myself locked up. I mean, just because I, even if he does come over here, I don't want him having access to that easily. It's not something you should just leave laying around all the time. My buddy Ryan Wayne in the chat, he lives in an interesting place in between Idaho, which is completely like not down with weed whatsoever. And then Washington, which is like fucking legal wreck weed everywhere. You know, he calls it the Island of prohibition. (laughs) Oh God. But like, yeah, you have to conduct yourself differently depending on, you know, your region. That's definitely an unfortunate side effect. It's the side effect of prohibition. That's right. So, Which we are in the tail end of prohibition. We are, but it's definitely still a long way to go, especially considering like the scheduling system and shit. Like it's still a schedule one, but like some of the states can just sell it and some of the states you can't. Like it's it's weird. Right. They need to like get that shit fixed. Yeah. Um, Milk Mother in in the Discord wanted to talk about like basic cleaning and maintenance of your dab gear. She says, uh, honestly, some shit everyone seems to need, not excluding myself in this. A good uh, discussion on basic cleaning and maintenance of dab gear. What we need for it, how we do it, and what are the actual issues with dirty gear besides being aesthetic. So I feel like we're going to have two different uh, opinions, at least on banger smoking utensils-wise, just from the way you smoke and the way I smoke. But go ahead and start. I'll finish up. Uh, I like to, and I mean, it's easy because I have like a lot of glass here, but I'll always just like rotate one out and have it soaking. So I'm not trying to like get it clean immediately. So I'll use like 99% uh, isopropyl. Or if I want to make like something with the reclaim, then I'll use like a potable ethanol, like a 190 proof Everclear, something like that. Um, I generally don't. So I just, I just kind of toss it, but uh, you just let it sit and soak (laughs) like come back in the morning and all of the oil uh, and this only works for dabs. Like if you're using flour, you need something a little more aggressive, but for dabs, you just let the ISO soak. It'll uh, extract all of the oil off of your rig. And then you just dump it out. I put a little fresh in, shake it up, dump that out and then let it dry. And then that's it. Um, Bangers and stuff like, yeah, Q-tip after every dab. If you leave puddles in there and you heat it, it catches on fire. It carbonizes. That's what you see all that chaz on. If you need to clean the chaz off, you have to get it even hotter, which is going to further devitrification on your banger, which is going to what gives it that like fuzzy kind of foggy look. So and it actually affects the, the performance of your banger as well. Yeah, yeah, it changes the heat retention. The more it gets, I have a knot here that I've had like forever now and it's literally like 10 second cooldown. you could get it red hot and like 10 seconds later it's ready to roll it well, it's because that differentification is actually making surface area yeah. on there, and so eventually it's that much quicker eventually like the little head of it'll pop off because it'll defitrify so much that it won't be able to support its own weight and it'll just be like <laughs> and then like catching uh, fire on some shit <laughs> No. Uh, and earlier I did see a question about CLR. Um, it's stuff that gets like calcium and shit off of shit 
I forget what it stands It's a plumber's for. thing. It's something like lime. That, it's just called it's CLR. It's a great. Yeah. Don't get it on you. Don't get it on the things it says not to get it on to. <laughs> this is very important. But if I'm, you have I'm, glass that has some calcium buildup, it'll get that shit out. So I don't, I'm, I guess I'm a clean snob. I have what they call an ISO bath. This is full of isoprofic alcohol. And in between every single dab, I put my banger and my inserts in here. Nice. Explain that. Banger. I'm going to mute myself and torch clean my knot real quick. <laughs> oh, God. He's going to do a torch cleaning method. So all of uh, this is literally just a bath full of isopropyl rubbing alcohol that after I uh, Q-tip, which you guys seen me do, I uh, took a dry Q-tip, Q-tipped it, uh, mopped up all the puddle, and then I took the other end of the Q-tip, dipped it in ISO, and put it around the banger to help clean it up a little bit more And after it cooled for a couple of seconds because that pearl is ruby, and if you thermal shock ruby, it'll crack. Which I also had that happen. Now I have a pearl that broke in half. It was great. It happened just after I sent my third pearl to Tooth. The first pearl that Tooth's gonna dab out of is gonna be Ruby, isn't that right, Tooth? Yes, it is. Thank you for that. No problem. I wonder when that's gonna get there. It should get there soon. Yeah, it's not too far of a shipment. Oh god, that red chasness just makes me cringe. Ugh. Man. Don't knock heat cleaning if you got a cheap banger, man. So, I very, 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 very rarely heat clean like that. I have done it with my bangers, but extremely rare. Oh yeah, you don't want to do that to your bangers, baby. <laughs> Definitely not. But with it knots, chas- it don't matter. It just it makes the knot, in my opinion, more efficient. And less of a cooldown time means I can get my dab done quicker Get back to doing what I'm doing. <laughs> See, mine has a little bit of brown on it, but I mean, that could be just cleaned up easily. But I mean, mine is very, very clean and it's a oh, couple yeah. months old at least. You can also just like pop them out and dunk them in ISO after every hit if you want. I don't really do that, but I feel like and anybody I've shown this to and they use ISO baths, I feel like I get 10 times more taste out of it with it because every time it's pretty much like taking a hit out of a clean nail. Like a new nail, I should say. So you're getting all of it just from that dab. It's a good point. I, I think it matters more with bangers for sure than it does with the knots. But knots are a lot yeah. more disposable than like a nice expensive banger. That's true. I mean, I use caps and stuff as well. But with my rigs also, I within a day or two, I will ISO wash them and change the water. I change the water daily but I ISO wash them at least every other day. But they also stay nice and clean. But I feel like that's just more aesthetic. You can have some reclaim in there. It's not really that big of a deal until it starts clogging up the, <laughs> you know, the... Uh, yeah, the important thing is you've got to make sure to change your water out because you'll start to notice sometimes that maybe the water will get moldy if you don't. I've seen some pretty gross shit on the internet. Even if you don't see stuff in there, stuff is growing and living in there. You should change your water at least weekly. And like, if you do get mold starting to grow on the glass, the only way to really get it out of there is to like kill the piece, depending on where it's at. If it's somewhere you can actually get to with something, like you can probably wipe it out of there. But if it's like somewhere where you can't get to, you definitely have to just kill the thing. That's terrible. It is. Because if you don't know a glass blower, like personally, that has a kiln that they'll let you use or if they'll do it for you, like it sucks for sure. 
You can't just right. like stick it in your oven. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could. I, I mean, you could. You could stick it in your microwave too. Um, that's what some people do. Also, getting back to the cleaning thing, if they're in a hurry, they'll take some alcohol, throw it in their rig, throw it in the microwave. The hot alcohol will absorb more cannabinoids faster than cold will, so it, it does it a lot quicker. Just keep an eye on the alcohol because it will start to boil very fast. So, like. Don't leave it in for that long unless you want to have a big mess on your hands. I don't know if we can suggest that legally. Well, I wouldn't legally suggest it. Some type of lawyer on the show to make sure that everything we're saying is legal. I allegedly have known people. I've known people allegedly. Swim, actually. Maybe you're familiar with with Swim. Uh, He uh, Can we get a do not try this at home flash on the screen here, Tooth, in the edit? Yeah, definitely right don't do that. Um, the other cool things you can get are like little sonicators. They use them in like jewelry cleaning a lot, but it's basically a little bath that vibrates like really fast, oh. like supersonically. And uh, you can put, they'll heat up. So you can put a baggie, put a pipe in or something with some like acetone in there and then put it in the sonicator in a heat bath and that'll clean out your pipe. It's really good Ooh. for like resin and shit. And uh, if you're cleaning out your bong, obviously, ISO and salt, probably the easiest way to do it, cheapest way to do it. There are other things out there that are like pre-made, pre-mixed or whatever uh, right. that, that you can buy. But the cheapest for me, and it's always just worked fine, is just ISO, 99% if you don't want water in there. If you have like bong water and stuff, maybe you want lower because you want that water to pull the, any water solubles that might have been in the plant material that got pulled in. Uh, right. But generally, like 99 is fine. Yeah, I, I've even used like 98s a lot more accessible. Like I, you can find that at the corner store at CBS and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I just Amazon I, that shit. Yeah, Amazon that. Just bring um, me a case. <laughs> the ISO with the uh, salt, and I've always used lemon juice too. Like the normal like squirt bottle crap nice. lemon juice you buy for like $2 at the store or whatever. You squirt that in there with the ISO and the salt and shake that around. I think one of the reasons that works is because lemon juice has those terpenes like limonene in it. And limonene itself is a solvent, is a cleaner. Um, people extract with their, I guess not really extract, but they do uh, like secondary solvent recrystallizations in it. Uh, so it just pretty, helps to break that down further. Yeah. Yeah. You're basically like uh, extract artist. <laughs> extracting this reclaim out of my rig. <laughs> oh God. I'm an extract artist because I clean my rig. You hear yeah. that everybody? <laughs> hell yeah well is there anything else we want to mention that's about an hour i think that's a good podcast um i'll show the rig off one more time this is uh for the giveaway chappelle glass definitely check it out all the infos on hotbox.earth and on my instagram at the jam hole and you can just at me here if you have any questions Um, the one thing i do want to shout out is all of our server boosters that is ace of spades myself you old bear swag rat and mercy they are super bur- su- uh, server boosters who are helping actually make this podcast better. So if we can get a few more of those, we can actually up the bit rate and help make this podcast even better for you guys as well. That's cool. I think like two more. We're two away from that next that next uh, yes. panel. We are two away. And at the end of every podcast, I will give you guys a call out. Whether that be your name or a business that you guys want, I'll do that as well. Nice. And are we doing extra entries for boosters? I mean, obviously, we're not included. But anyone that's not on the show that actually boosted, I think, should get th- a, an extra entry. So if you want an extra entry, maybe go boost the, the server. Absolutely. Current server boosters and new server boosters will get an entry into the um, giveaway as well. Yeah. 
and we'll we'll try and do this like once a week or every couple weeks, depending on what happens with quarantine. Obviously, a lot of us have a lot more time on our hands right now. People at home need more content to listen to, so we're definitely stoked to uh, be able to put this out for you guys. Sit and I think zone if we see out the interest, we can. I think uh, if we see the interest, we'll definitely do this weekly. Yeah. If we can swing that, I think we can. Shout out to Tooth behind the scenes, doing all the video stuff, making it happen. Tooth man. He will be posting this on YouTube so you guys can catch the episode there if you guys want to go and catch up on it or you guys missed anything and want to take a listen back. And for those of you listening out there, we have our Discord, our dabs. You can go on the Reddit and there will be a sticky post up at the top where you can join in with us and join in on these live uh, podcasts. Yeah, I like it. Hotbox.earth, that's where the uh, feed will be and everything. You can subscribe to that in a podcast uh, app if you just want like the audio to update whenever new episodes are posted. Um, definitely check out my glass site, sweetpieceofglass.com. Check out the sponsor uh, in the Discord chat, Gary's Glass Adventure. And uh, we have a member's marketplace there, some cats trading trading rigs, trading glass, stuff like that. So definitely check it out. A lot of cool stuff here on the Discord. On that note, I think it's time for a dab, and we will see you all next time. Yeah, yeah. Play us have a good out. one. Play us out, Tooth.